0: You're listening to the Business of Environment podcast with Mark Roman. Welcome to the Business of Environment podcast. My name is Steve Gordon and I'm your temporary host today. I have taken over the podcast. We're turning the tables on uh, Mark Roman, who is normally in the host chair, and we're going to find out a little bit about uh, all of the many things that that he knows about environmental health and safety programs. And and uh, I'm, I'm excited to dive into this again and Grateful that I've been invited back after the first episode to, to do this one uh, again with Mark. So, hey, Mark, welcome to the podcast and uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation today.
1: Thanks, Steve. Uh, uh, yeah, you did a great job on that first one. So, uh, uh, we wanted you back. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I didn't get fired after the first one. So,
0: t- today we're talking about what can go wrong with your EHS program. And, Mark, I, I know you guys get called into sites all the time after there's been a problem. And that gives you a lot of insight into the things that can go wrong. So I think this is going to be really valuable for, for folks who are tuning in to, to do a little bit of, of uh, you know, preventive uh, maintenance, you know, so to speak. So kind of give us a sense of what, when you get called in, what are, what are some of the things that... Uh, that you tend to run into and why is it so important that people kind of think proactively about this
1: well yeah you're right steve we're usually called in after a situation occurs an accident an injury a release to the environment so on and so forth our clients want us to not only address that issue you know get it under control take care of it make sure we get get the site back into compliance. But also many of them ask us to determine why that occurred. And that's, that's a little bit more challenging than to, to repair what's already occurred. And what we've found when we, we go into a facility, we, we do an overall assessment of the facility's environmental health and safety programs and policies to kind of try to find that weak link. And, uh, Call out that weak weak link and repair it and strengthen it so that they have a more robust uh, program, and that that helps out with the overall question we get from a lot of our clients, and that is, hey, I have an environmental health and safety program and many policies, and why is why are these things still happening to us here? The go over today is is some of the the common things we see that uh, that occur in terms of a facility's whole approach to these environmental health and safety policies and, and programs and, and how they get weakened because of this approach. And uh, one of them that jumps right out to mind to me is really a hot button topic for the last several years. And, and it, you know, with the existing political climate, it looks like it's going to continue on for the next number of years, as far as I can see. And that's that's the uh, the whole aspect of sustainability. And uh, within the scope of managing a facility's environmental health and safety program, su- sustainability can kind of be re- referred to as efforts to recycle, to reduce, to reuse, and to improve efficiencies. And in other words, to do more with less, if you will. And if you're a person responsible for eh at your facility, you know, sustainability is a great thing, but it can also be very dangerous, especially if that whole aspect of doing more with less is applied to the management of eh issues. And that's where the danger occurs. What that manager of EH&S issues are, is constantly faced with, you know, internally with management, sustainability is so important externally from customers, clients. From, from society itself, your neighbors, sustainability is very important. Yes, it is. But that cannot be your sole focus when it comes to eh issues. And, you know, what we have to keep in mind is environmental health and safety is much more than just sustainability. But when these facilities really just focus on sustainability, um, quite often what we see and where this these weak links start to develop in your programs and policies is that, Less and less attention is paid to some other key EHS issues that we see at every facility. And these issues are relating to regulations, compliance, safety, training, your permits, liability management and risk reduction, so on and so forth. So so when these key EHS issues are, are overlooked because of a facility's focus on sustainability, I can guarantee a significant problems you know, will occur. And what we see with these, these problems, if they do occur, is that they can have a pretty significant effect on your, your operations, your relations with clients and regulators, uh, your reputation, and, and and you know, even the very survival of your jobs and, and, and businesses. So what we find is that these EHS issues that are are overlooked because of our total focus on, on sustainability. Can can make a manager of VHS issues and their job even more stressful than it already is, and you know sometimes it can make it close to impossible.
0: Mark, talk a little bit about the you know some of the the dangers you mentioned. You know, reputational danger. There's you, you risk. You know, some of your relationship with maybe partners or you know customers or, or you know groups like that. So, what what are some of the things that that can be impacted if these things aren't carried out in the right way.
1: Probably the main impact is on your old, your company's overall bottom line and, and that's where we see it is is typically what happens is when some of these issues are overlooked and you know e- even if you start pointing them out to management, uh, hey, you know we got to spend a little bit more time looking at this particular issue for example, as, as a generalization. You know, ma- management really, they care about overall eh but they don't start to pay attention to eh and until it affects the bottom line. And many times, as soon as that bottom line is affected, it's you're past the point of no return and you have a pretty significant issue there. And unfortunately, when that happens, that finger pointing ha- you know occurs and, and that manager of eh is always to blame for it. Uh, regardless of whether you are bringing this to the attention of management I- it itself but you can overlook your permits for example uh and 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 taking a look at what you need to do to make sure you stay in compliance with those permits you can also lo- overlook some some of your your training that's probably one of the biggest items we 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 see o- quite often overlooked is the aspect of training where, you know, the initial training is conducted on your employees, but you, you, you can't forget about the annual refreshers that are needed to keep your employees up to date uh, with their training. And a lot of times that falls between the cracks because it's uh, it's 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 something that's so easily overlooked. But um, some of the other items is also just basically taking a step back from the overall. Program approach and, and reevaluating that. We we often tell our clients, you know, the easiest way to do this is to take your shoes off and put somebody else's shoes on and look at your program then. And and what you'll find is that most of the programs, you know, that we see are, have really well developed policies and programs, but their focus is somewhere else. It could be on sustainability, or another one is is a, another good example is compliance you know, they're so focused on compliance or the here and now that they miss uh, addressing some of the other key components of a a good, strong policy and program. So what you have to keep in mind is, is, you know, focusing solely on one aspect weakens everything else in your program. So you kind of have to refocus and distribute your efforts uh, accordingly across the entire platform. So
0: you know, as you refocus and you begin to put the emphasis back on, you know, the, the real EHS issues, what are some of the best ways to kind of go forward and manage these EHS issues so that they don't become a
1: bigger and bigger problem? Well, uh, in terms of refocusing, we kind of divide it up into three pretty simple and straightforward approaches. Focusing on the present, the here and now is important, you know, and that's where compliance comes into play. You still need to do that, but that can't be your entire focus. And sustainability kind of falls somewhat in in that category. So it's important to continue to look at the present, but don't forget about your past. You really need to understand your past and learn from it so you don't repeat mistakes. You know, we, you'll often hear on this podcast, repeating a mistake, is so costly not not only from the monetary end but also due to the damage it does to your reputation. So, you know, try to avoid making those past mistakes by learning from the past and your future. And this is kind of where sustainability also comes into play. You know, it's not only focused on present but also future. So, but but don't forget to look at your future too. And and uh, and that's you know where you identify. Exposures and manage your liabilities also uh, within the future. So, really refocus everything, not just on the present, but don't forget about the past and the future uh, at your facility. And with that in mind, the, the, the best way to really ensure that your EHS issues are prop- being properly managed is to have a robust facility wide uh, EHS program for your use. And if you think about it this way, the stronger your program is, the less there is for you to worry about. So, so that's your goal for managing these issues: is uh, to take your program, existing programs and policies, refocus your efforts, stay with the present, understand the past, and concentrate on the future. I, I always say it's a it's a recipe for success. Kind of mix all these things together and 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 develop a, a nice, robust program that will ensure these, all of the, your issues, your, all of your EH&S issues at your site are being addressed properly uh, with with the appropriate attention being paid to them. And, you know, in, a little further r- relative to that, you know, when we discuss this with with the client, you know, okay, Mark, we do have a program in place, but uh, we're still struggling with a lot of these issues. And, uh, and that's true. And we find that, you know, with a lot of a lot of clients when we first start working with them is they have a great program, but they may be missing some of the main ingredients to that program for it to be a successful program. Those main ingredients really consist of an environmental aspect to the program. This is where all of your regulations that are applicable to your site are, are identified, your state, federal, and local regulations. And this is where you can refer to them whenever you need to. And environmental also includes the multimedia issues at your facility. That could be air, water, wastewater, waste, any soil issues you may have at your property so that they're all being properly addressed. And this is more in like, you know, more where your your permits and your compliance with your permits fall into place. So, so one main ingredient is in the environmental aspect of your program. Then it just, you know, Look at the nomenclature: environmental health and safety. What comes next? Health and safety, right? So this is the you know, the main regulation you're dealing with. There is OSHA, and and uh, how it relates to workers' safety at your facility. Very important, very, very critical to have a very strong program there. You know you're dealing with safe work practices and procedures uh, in that portion. And and the other another main ingredient that um, we find. This is where a weak link often develops in many programs. And, and this main ingredient is, is often missing in a lot of programs we we look at. And that's the aspect of risk reduction and liability protection. And, and that's where your your future planning comes into play. And, and in order to really understand what your risks and, and liabilities are, you, you really need to learn from your past, manage and protect you know your present, and then make sure you secure your future uh, relative to these these very important issues. And the last main component would be the compliance aspect, and which includes a piece of each of the other three components, and then you know everything else you need to do, such as training, monitoring, reporting, things like that. So with those, making sure you have those four key components in your program is the best first step to building a really strong foundation for for a very successful and long-term EHS program.
0: Well, I love the way you kind of walked through that Mark very comprehensively and systematically. And so, if we kind of zoom out big picture, what are the things that the EHS program really must accomplish? What must it do?
1: What we found is some of the most successful programs we've seen are proactive programs, not reactive programs. You know, I, I often tell our clients, you know, I know when we do our job good for our clients is they'll never see us again. <laughs> you know, we, we don't want that problem to have have ever occurred in the first place. You know, promote elimination rather than trying to repair with a Band-Aid or, or to try to control. Set up your program so that it's it's proactive and not reactive. Don't let the issue occur At all. And a really great example of that is we often tell our clients now, what would you rather have a very strong and successful fire prevention program or a very strong and successful firefighting program? (laughs) You know, you want to prevent that fire from happening at all. So you want to have that really strong and successful fire prevention program at your facility. And, and, you know, you can, you can kind of um, equate that to all of the issues out environmental health, safety issues that may occur at your facility. Another item that, that we often forget about when, when we develop programs or policies, we always look at the damaging issues that could occur. Oh, I spilled, you know, that uh, my underground tank had a release or the forklift hit that drum of of uh, solvent that spilled all over the place. How do we correct that? You know, these emergency situations, these non-compliant conditions or issues, we always focus our programs to address them. But what about normal issues that happen day in and day out? They're no, they're not emergency, they're not um, non-compliant, but they need to. We need to make sure that they're being addressed properly. So don't forget to include. Normal routine procedures in your overall programs and policies to make certain that you know we're aware of them, all the workers are aware of them, and we're managing them properly. And probably a, a, one of the most important relative to a strong, long-lasting program, it needs to be goal-driven. So, so you need to set up, and and a lot of our clients, once they have a good program in place, they develop quarterly goals. It doesn't matter what time frame you use for your goals. Just make sure you have goals for your program. You know, I want to make sure my accident rate is is below X number. You know, for the forthcoming year, or or I want to use less solvents, or I want to use get my training done this quarter rather than waiting for the end of the year. Something you know, a goal driven program, so that you're pro, you're always, you're you're reaching for that goal. And 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 that's a mark of success for you. And, and it's a, it gives you a, um, you know, when you, you you reach a goal, it makes you feel good about every yourself and your program and your facility, and and uh, hopefully you'll get recognition for that for management. But once you reach that initial goal, you're not done. You know, you need to where a program makes that step from being a good program to a very long-lasting and successful program, is to have. A cycle of continuous improvement embedded in that, and the way the easiest way to do that is set yourself up with goals. Once you once you achieve that goal, set yourself up for another set of goals, and just keep setting those goals up for you. You know, you achieve something, set another set of goals, and that that cycle of continuous improvement uh, gets embedded in your program, and that ensures that your program. Will be a very successful and long-lasting one. And and uh, and that's that's the one characteristic we we see in in programs that have been around for many, many years and are very, very successful ones. Well, Mark, you you answered my next question, which was how do you
0: judge success? And I think you answered it um, really perfectly. And I think that's one of the challenges anytime that you're engaged in something that is largely preventative it's really sometimes hard to to know when you're being successful because success means the absence of something right so the the absence of an issue well if you've prevented all the issues was it your program that did that or did something just not occur you know and so it's hard to to really understand that but i love the way that you you lay that out is just to to set these these goals so you've got something that you're aiming for and obviously the result of that is that you don't have any issues crop up, but now you've got something kind of measurable and, and a target to aim at every quarter or every year, which um, certainly makes it easier to, to maintain focus. As as we think about how to build this ideal EH&S program, are there any other things that, you know, any other advice you would give to to
1: people listening? It's difficult to do. But when you do it, it, it it's very rewarding, and that's again to step back and, and take a look at what's going on, because uh, you know we are we are so focused in our lives on the task at hand that we often lose that overall picture, and the one thing that we see as consultants coming in to a facility, you know, uh, looking at the over you know overall picture that we see here is that these programs and policies, once they're in place and they're they're successful and long-lasting ones, you start to see changes in your overall company outside of environmental health and safety. So, so that's something that we always point out to our clients, that you're not only managing environmental health and safety, you're managing a company, especially their image and reputation. Uh, environmental health and safety is such a uh, you know top of the list issue with with many in society and politics and in, in in just the people you do business with and, and for vendors and for for uh clients and customers that that improvement in image and reputation gets your overall company noticed more so than than not and also these improvements in EHS management helps uh, improve efficiency of operations and, and lowers overall costs. So, what does that mean in the big picture? Well, your bottom line gets a lot healthier, and to use an environmental term, it gets a lot greener. You know, <laughs> so it's uh, so and and where where that comes into play for that EHS manager is hopefully you get recognized for contributing to that. Your management recognizes you. But also what it does is enables your, your job, remember up front we talked about, you know, the stress these overlooked issues can cause and, and can sometimes makes, makes it feel like your job is, is close to impossible to do. Having that successful program enables, you know, your, your end results are, are no surprises, a, a, you know, lower stress and a healthier, greener bottom line, which, which you know, should make really everyone quite happy, and hopefully that finger pointing that we talked about earlier on, when there are problems, that finger pointing also occurs because of these successes and that finger's pointed to the EH&S manager to help achieve mm-hmm. those
0: goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well,
1: Mark, this has been
0: fascinating and, and I think very valuable. Thanks for sharing some of your, of your uh, wisdom with us. We've got another episode in this series coming up. Uh, next. And uh, we're going to be talking about really some of the common issues that crop up. And so today we talked about, you know, ways to improve the overall EHS program. Next time, we're going to talk about some of the common issues that Mark and his team run into on facilities. And this will give you, I think, a really good insight into, into what to look for on your own facility. So Mark, thank
1: you again. And I'm looking forward to the next episode. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate the time and effort. And uh, we'll have you back for the next episode. <laughs> Awesome. Can't wait. (laughs) Take care now. The Business of Environment podcast is sponsored by
0: Envision Environmental. Do you have environmental gorillas hiding in plain sight at your facility? Chances are you do, and you don't even know it. Discover how to assess your environmental health and safety risks and protect yourself from fines and liabilities before there's trouble. Download a free copy of our book, Overlooked, Hunting the Invisible Environmental Gorilla at envisionenvironmental.com slash free book.